Welcome to another episode of the Dapper Dollars Podcast, where we answer your finance questions, but a bit with style. I'm in Nirbhan, and we also have George as your co-host for the show. So George, what are we getting ourselves into today? Well, discussing the importance of wellness and mindfulness can provide valuable insights and strategies for working professionals to actually prioritize their personal well-being and professional success. By emphasizing the value of self-care and mindfulness in the workplace, this podcast episode can help listeners create a more balanced and fulfilling lifestyle. So before we introduce our guest for today, we want to encourage you to like, subscribe to this channel. That would help the algorithm boost our channel to other viewers just like yourself. So Anibba, and who do we have on the show for today? Today, we have Ryan Pun. He is an SVP of finance at Crypto.com. Before that, he was a finance director at Amazon for more than seven years. Over the years of working in high demand positions, Ryan has been able to change his perspective on how to find peace and balance in his work lifestyle. Ryan is also a coach at Heart Centered Boss, where he coaches corporate leaders and startup founders on self-awareness and help leaders lead with their heart and not just their mind. Ryan received his bachelor's from University of Washington and holds an MBA from Cornell University. Welcome, Ryan. Thank you. Thank you, Edmund and George. Thank you for having me today. Well, before we get started with the questions, I wanted to start with that fun icebreaker that we always like to ask. What's the most unique wellness practice or self-routine you've tried? That's a really great question. And uh, it's very timely because I actually just started a new routine about two months ago. And it's a different version of Qigong um, that I started. Qigong is basically energy movement inside the Qi. And when I was start doing that, the master was telling us, this is the first, probably the only movement exercise that we encounter that exercise our organs. I find that quite interesting. And I have been like doing movements that actually move your stomach, move your liver, right? which is an interesting thing. So I find that quite unique. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, first time I heard of it. I know it's definitely unique for me and I'm sure for the listeners too. Definitely. Can you speak to what the difficult level of that exercise looks like? Yeah. So the basic is really about balance the energy inside your body by doing um, a set of like a slight movements, like even just like kind of bouncing your body. But by bouncing your body itself, it's like actually activating all of your um, organs inside you, right? And then you will take the uh, chi from our energy from the elements, let's say from the earth, right? From the moon, from the sun, and then bring it in to replenish energy, right? So like one thing he was like actually quite funny. He was like, so you know how people do the feet massage where they have these like points that you massage your feet. And then he was like, well, next time when you do a feet massage, try to when they ask the person who, you know, massage your feet and say, like, okay, which organ are they, you know, pressuring and then you start to move that organ on, on the chair it's like okay that is a little bit weird but we could try it. <laughs> but that's how like it's actually just really when you move your body you can feel oh my heart is moving or oh, my lung is moving <laughs> interesting yeah yeah but uh it is like it, it is like a new concept or like it's an old concept Right, because it's really back for it's uh, Chinese medicine, which is five thousand years old, but they haven't really bring it up to the modern world that how like and focus on you know like exercising our organ. Interesting. Wow. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so uh, I'll sort of just go into the questions. I know building out this episode was really personal for myself because I remember when I joined AWS last year. So 
as I was building my mentorship network, I remember I had looked at a couple of directors and went on LinkedIn, did my research. And what caught me out was like on your LinkedIn page, I saw you doing like some yoga poses. And that that just took me out because I was like, I never expected that for, for a director level. But like you were so proud of like, you know, just that whole mindfulness and, you know, about like, you know, actually being censored on your well-being. And I believe when we met, I shared my personal story with you and how just moving from from the UK, coming to America and corporate America was what it is. And, you know, I actually suffered a stroke, uh, you know, just because of the work and not being able to balance. And we sort of built a friendship through um, through through that because like you were so, you know, forefront with like just the importance of mindfulness and just, you know, focusing on who you are and your well-being as well. So how do you define wellness and mindfulness in the workplace? Like, why do you believe it's important? Yeah, no, that's a very good question, George. And you know, look at yourself. You are a, a living example going from having a really stressful time with a stroke to now that you can actually balance your work and, you know, start a dabber that dollars. Right? That itself is like there is some mindfulness in you, right, that start to trigger that now you can actually create that balance. Right. So now back to your question, like wellness in a sense, like we, unlike, you know, our fitness, right? So fitness, we're talking about physical exercise, like I mentioned earlier, right? It's really about just muscles, right? About like actually looking good on IG, right? That, because that is something that you can see. Wellness is everything that you cannot see. Encompass like um, emotion, right? It encompass intellectuals as well as spiritual um, health. Right. Uh, so so that is the difference between uh, wellness and fitness. Right. Fitness might not equal healthy. A wellness, when you balance everything and that's where the healthy comes in. And healthy is not just the body healthy. It's your organ healthy. It's your mental healthy health. as well. So so that's really the difference between wellness um, and and fitness. Then mindfulness, I look at it as a tool as part of wellness okay so being fully present and engage like and really focus on your current moment right that is what mindfulness is about um, in in the nutshell right and mindfulness it really help you to improve your focus right uh, with everything we do because even myself i all, a lot of the time when we try to do something we either worry about the future or we worry about the past right and really seldom we actually focus on the current moment and that focus if we can train ourselves to be mindful of that current that the uh, present moment a lot more um energy and a lot more productivity will come out from it right and that will just become natural we just haven't like practiced our mind again ourselves to do that right so that that is like really why wellness and mindfulness is important right and through the education system and the society norm we have been trained to use our mind a lot right? but as a whole human body we actually process a lot of information but we just ignore right so if we can actually bring ourselves and and spend more time to understand how our body feels 
how our hearts feel and then how our mind feel. And we have this connection between mind, heart and body. And that to become very powerful and help us to make much better decisions, right? And be our self-awareness, right? And if you understand ourselves well, then we know right, what we want to do in life and what's our purpose. And that makes everything align. That sounds awesome. I wanted to quickly touch base on this. Like you mentioned about the differentiation between wellness and mindfulness. And it's more than just, you know, working out and being healthy. How would you suggest someone practicing that? Because I know with working in high demand jobs like yourself, like you can get so engrossed in your work and then not make that time for getting that full rest of sleep. Or, you know, making that extra time to go on that walk or get in that workout in, or even that meditation, right? What kind of techniques would you recommend if somebody's stuck in their chair, for example? Yeah, no, that's a very good question, right? Because a lot of the time, right, we think that doing all this extra, rather it's meditation, focused training, right, is a, is additional to our, you know, already very busy schedule, Right. It is like I'm driving a car that has some problem that has been like beat up for a long time and you're driving 40 miles an hour. Right. Uh, and then it's like, yeah, this is what I have to do <laughs> like the, for, for the next 12 hours when all you need to do is this bring this car, go into the shop, stop, fix it change the oil and everything you come back out it's a like hundred miles an hour right and then <laughs> so so that's is really the 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 uh, mindset that we need to put like it's not like okay i don't have time like driving for of course you don't have time if you're constantly driving only 40 miles an hour when you know that your potential is 100 miles an hour but you just need to go into the shop right so doing the wellness program right and anything that you do for yourself the self-care work you have to know that this is actually it's not taking away time away from your schedule, but you know that once you put in the self care, the wellness part, right, it actually create more time for you to finish what you need to do in you know in on, on your page on your calendar, etc. So, what kind of tips could you provide? You know, like blocking off your calendar, get eight hours of sleep. What sort of things would you suggest? Yeah, yeah. Is, it, so sometimes, you know, I would say it's like you don't even have to, you know, to start like as a beginner. You don't even have to block your schedule, right? Because it doesn't take a lot of time to start your first step, and then once you start the first step, then actually your mind and your body will tell you what you need to do but how do you get to that first step so right? is i would say I, my recommendation of always is you start with even just a five minute meditation but it's not the five minutes that matters but it's the daily practice that matters it's the habit to create a daily practice so even e either you do it right after you wake up or just before sleep just give yourself five minutes to calm yourself, right? And and really just relax, right? If you want to reflect, that's fine too. Like, what am I feeling? How's my body feeling? Do, did you say thank you to your body that, hey, it's a long day, man. Help. It's like, thank you. Thank you for doing the tough work, right? Like, if you drink alcohol, it's like, thank you, liver. Sorry if, like, I hurt you. Thank you. 
And I just say thank you and just do this like for five minutes. Give gratitude to your own, yourself, your body. I would have to say everyone can get that five minutes, right? So that's one thing. Like the other thing that I really like to do if um if we don't have time, but everyone have to eat, right? So you do lunch or dinner, right? Um, but you know once in a while, like take that time, eat by yourself, right? And eat alone, and you do a we call a mindful eating, right? Like a mindful lunch, uh, where. You just focus on the food that you eat, right? So let's say you went, you go out and and get a salad. You see the vegetables and say, "Wow, this! Thank you for bringing whoever bring the food to me, right? The farmers who cut the food, the you know the grocer who put the food on on uh, into the box, right? The cashier to, that you know bring the food, like to check check me out. And thank you for the food. Thank you for the earth that you know producing the food." Right. So again, it's just that mindfulness. And when you eat it slowly, it's just like really focus on the taste. You kind of train like, okay, what does it taste like? Oh, it's sour. It tastes good. You know, it's like it's sweet. Like how does the tom- tomato taste like? Right. How's your, your meat taste like? Whatever that, you know, you, but you know, really like train. And that, you know, it's probably you, if you eat for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, just that time of uh, mindfulness itself also can be a form of um, a wellness training. And another one easy, everyone, like most people who drive to work, right? We can do a mindful um, driving, right? Like, so now it doesn't take you time. You're still sitting in the car anyways, right? But one thing that I would like recommend, turn off your music, turn off your podcast or whatever you're listening. Just listen to yourself. And then here is the trick. Every time you see a stoplight, when it's turned red, red, what do we do usually? Oh, man, I wish I can rush through that, right? No. But instead, just turn the red light. It's like, thank you for giving me a moment that I can pause. And it's 30 seconds of mindfulness. Thank you. And then you keep going. And then another red light. And then say, thank you for giving me that pause. Right? So... You can integrate this into your daily life, even without putting anything on your calendar. But if you can do these few things on a regular basis, you will start to see um, the changes in you. <laughs> Those are brilliant gems, right? <laughs> awesome, awesome. I, and um, so this sort of falls perfectly to my next question. So, you know, you have been a leader within corporate America for a while. So understanding the focus for productivity, performance in the workplace. And sometimes that can be at odds, you know, with the emphasis on like wellness and self-care. So how do you reconcile these these conflicting goals? Like, you know, the goal for to be productive, that means like staying those extra hours and also that goal to actually have that self-care. It's funny that because somehow, like all of us kind of wire in a way, right, that productivity equal long working hour, isn't it? <laughs> I, I went through him that, that experience, yes. Right, right. But is it, is it what happened? Right? I think the, the, the truth is that back to my analogy right, of the driving 40 miles an hour and you work, you know, drive 10 hours at 40 miles an hour, that doesn't go to bring you too far, right? And and that's that's the important things to think about, right? At an individual level, there's one thing that right, it's like, okay, 
how like one would say my I don't I don't have a choice, right? My managers or like there's so much demand, like like meetings is in on my calendars, right? Uh, one after another, and I cannot say no, right? And then they but they have this mindset that I cannot say no. Here's the thing. If you self do an assessment, right, and then look at your calendar, how many of those meetings are actually useful? One that you are contributing or two, you are receiving some important information for your work or you're just sitting there. It's like one of them, and then check online. It's like, what's lunch later? What's for lunch? <laughs> <laughs> it is there. It's like important that, you know, once you're aware, it's like, okay, if you understand what is truly important for you and really say, be true to yourself and say, no, this meeting is not important for me today, or I have other prioritization. There is always a room to say, either reject the meetings, right? Or say, yeah, uh, can someone cover for me? And I will get a summary, right? Something along that line that, you know, at least when I, and I was at Amazon, I encourage everyone in my team to do so, right? And, and, and it's that you are responsible and accountable for your own well-being, right? It cannot be saying that my burnout is because of someone else. Once you start to take accountability of your own burnout, your body right, and yourself will start saying that, yeah, I will stand up for myself, right? Who is the me inside me that say, this will give me joy. This is help me balance, Right. And then once you'll be able to say like, stand up for yourself, it's like, yeah, it's okay to, you know, say no to certain meetings, right? As long as you know that what is important to you, right? Either you give like important information to give to others or right, um uh, uh information that you need for 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 your for your work. So I think and and sometimes maybe you can leave early, right? Like uh, give yourself an excuse, right? To like I I I have to leave early, right? And a lot of the time you will see that if there is a truly important moment, and that's your test, that either like your kids right, have uh, events that you must go, or your parents have uh, something that you must go. But what do you do? You have a good reason to say, yeah, I need to skip this meeting, right? You you know, the the way that you prioritize all of a sudden become very very easy. Right, but we don't do that for ourselves. You see, because we see that when we do that for ourselves, we thought or we think this is maybe selfish, right? Um, right? That 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 I should be there for others. But if you put yourself, and I I always use this, then myself, Ryan, put it outside of my body, sit it opposite to me. Hey, Ryan, am I treating you, Ryan? Right, the same way I treat the other people that is important to me, right? And so, don't think of me as me, but just put it outside of yourself and say, "Yeah, am I treating this person, right? This George, right? Right? Uh, am I treating them the way I treat other people?" And then, then you will be start like stepping up for this person, right? And and really start to uh, feel accountable. I am uh, for. Uh, for what what we need to do, right? And how do we balance that uh, burnout? 
I have a question for you. So kind of like yourself, I'm, I'm a fitness junkie, definitely got into the whole bodybuilding and all not for IG. I don't think IG was back when I started, but, but mainly it was uh, for aesthetics looks. And then overall you kind of go through that fitness journey and you understand the benefits behind eating healthy, uh, working out regularly. But for me is also uh, mindfulness was kind of new to me. Uh, I think it was also during the pandemic. And it was mainly after one of my colleagues had gifted me Calm, the app. And after sitting through some of those sessions, it helping me understand what is the purpose of mindfulness. Because earlier, I used to put in my headphones, listen to it. And then my, my thoughts would drift kind of away. I was trying to figure out what's the reason behind this. And it goes back to what you were saying. Like I liked when you said, when you're driving, do mindful driving. It's It seems like what you're saying is embracing those quiet pauses in your life and actually being present. What if there's people who are new to this, you know, and they don't really quite understand? How did you get yourself? Or is there like any apps or technology that you recommend for anybody that got you started in practicing mindfulness? Yeah, no, um, very good questions, right? Um, technology is a tricky, tricky thing. Right? We, I always say that we need to embrace it, right? but we don't want to be a slave of um, technology. Like, we, like, and once you train mindfulness, like, and, it, like, and self awareness, then we really be able to optimize and use technology uh, the way we want it to, right? But as a beginner, um. Technology is tricky. It can easily, you say, ah, let me go on to the kind app. Oh, what's that come up? Let me answer this. <laughs> right. And then, and, and as, oh, check out this IG. And then you go for 15 minutes uh, of things before you kind of go back to your meditation app. And uh, you just lost 15 minutes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that is the trick of like, do we, so I always struggle. Do I tell people to use an app or right, do I like not use an app, right? So as a true beginner, because technology can be so destructive for all of us, and I went through that myself. So my recommendation is do not use technology to train yourself to begin with. So the five minutes like um, uh, meditation is like one of the easiest things that I would recommend, right? Because Breathing, our breath itself is um, really important. Like actually, it's a really good tool for us to train mindfulness. And breathing is the only thing that is constant in our life from the day we were born to the day we died. So we were given this gift, but most of us doesn't even know how to breathe properly, right? Even just a deep breath, like going like fully breathe in. And you guys can try together, right? You just fully breathe in and fully breathe out. That itself is a tool for all of us. And no matter where you are, no matter like what situation you are in, no rather you have internet, no internet, mountain, anywhere. You can always go back, like count on your breath, like no pun intended, but to <laughs> to to actually help you bring mindfulness and bring everything back to yourself. So that is what I would recommend, right? Like so, the next one, if you do have some mindfulness training already, then you already know that you know that you know I can not be distracted by technology, 
right? Then one app that I use, I personally, uh, uh, is uh, the Balance app. The reason I like that app is that they have a um, little mini episode of plans in place. So it's like that like each plan is about 10 days and each session is between, I think, 10 to 15 minutes per session and it lasts 10 days. And I did that and I went through all of their plans and that uh, really helped me build up a habit by going from that five minutes to 15 minutes to now I can do over an hour uh, of meditation easy. So I found that app is uh, quite useful. And the best thing is still like counting on your own, uh, count on your own breath. That vulnerability is such a key word because I feel like a lot of people saying yes, you know, being that yes man or woman to work. It because their internal conflict is like I'm showing us myself weak if I'm not accepting that job or if I can't handle that bandwidth of whatever the, my boss or this person is requesting me for. But it is going back to what you were saying. Like first, be aware and then have that pushback because then you're able to create your own boundaries. And then I love what you said. Focus, prioritize the areas that you do like and are excellent at. And then your boss or leader can actually recognize that and then they'll set you up for success because that's their job, right? They're not only bosses to lead the team, but also how they lead the team is by finding and uh, igniting each person's success of that team. So I like I really like that a lot. Um, hey, I had a question from, uh, again, to your experience with your clients. Uh, can you share like success stories or personal experiences of individuals or organizations that have implemented wellness and mindfulness practices in the workplace and seeing positive results for their colleagues? Frankly, I think individuals is, uh, I see um, definitely successful stories. Organization as a whole is um, less. I haven't seen it as much. And that is part of the reason like um, I I really like to, I wanted to start this community right, of the heart-centered boss is really to bring this awareness to more um, leaders. Uh, but for, uh, from an individual sense, the tips that I gave today, like just those five minute meditation, like whether uh, it's a mindful, like eating, mindful driving, I don't give those tips to every client or uh, mentees that I've had in the past. But for those that they did, um, it was very interesting because every week that it passed by and I would check in with them, hey, how how things going, right? And I truly start to see their mind change without them themselves knowing. For example, uh one person would say to, said to me, I was like, I don't start like he, he so this person used to be like really like um kind of angry with the situation that she was in with work with the managers the managers wasn't listening right and and or maybe like taking away responsibility from her so she was really angry right and then after about a month or so and and she you know confessed that actually i'm doing five minutes a day but that's all i don't have enough time to do more um but then she started asking me questions like um actually I 
there are certain things I really like what I'm doing. And, you know, I'm focusing on, you know, developing my team, right, uh, and focusing on a certain model with the business partners. And, um, and I feel good, right? The managers is the same, but, you know, kind of get over it already. Right? And it's like, I was like, what changed? It's like, I don't know. Nothing changed. I was like, perfect. That's exactly what I expect. Because the nothing changed. Actually, her mind changed without even knowing. So that is a, 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 a very, like, very simple example that I see how people, um, and you might not aware, because wellness and, and mindfulness is not something like a, that you can, you know, show off, take a picture, right? and say, like, yeah, see my mind? Is it? <laughs> it doesn't do it that way. But it's like so subtle that um uh and a lot of people that's why it's like i don't know i don't i don't think this is useful i don't think this is right big but if you have faith have a little bit trust in it um that actually you slowly will start to see and i see that over and over again um um this is like uh, happening to um uh, people that i you know speak to right and george himself is a is a life experience uh, <laughs> like a great example as well uh so so yeah i appreciate that. that that's actually true so what other like resources and tools would you recommend for um working professionals or anyone who wants to actually be purposeful with their mindfulness yeah i think um is Again, back to, it's like, yeah, we have everything in front of us that we can, you know, start our mindfulness journey, right? Um, first step is to take that step, right? And have faith in that step, right? And once you have, have faith in that step, right? And, and if we kind of summarize, like, the few mindfulness um, um, practices that we have, if we do an inventory of what you really enjoy doing, and put the positivity into that. Um, that few things that doesn't require a lot of time, but it will actually bring a lot of like small pause and, and little space within your day, throughout your day, that you can, you know, you can leverage. Right. It's like um, in finance, it's like, it's like, you know, how do you optimize your day? Like those little space, just use those little space. You don't require much more than that, you know? And, and, and I think that I can do it my home. I don't even have a TV. I don't have TV at home because I think that is a distraction. It's same thing with um, technology. It's like, uh, there's, so many things out there, right? If you go search for mindfulness app, like my like a, like a meditation app, there's thousands out there. And less is more. You don't need a lot. You just need yourself to step up for yourself. I'm curious to see what your phone apps look like. I'm guessing it's a blank screen. It's got the time, not even the time, probably. <laughs> it's got messages and that's. It. <laughs> Well, no, I do have all this app actually. So like, it's not that, but my apps like it's all very small. So I like, you know, I group everything, but uh, it's more that, but I stop all the notifications. So I control my, my time, right? So I know that I, I, I have, okay, I have a 15 minutes to social media. I have my, you know, uh, time that I, res 
um, reply WhatsApp like or or Slack when I you know plan my time to reply. And that's the other like little things that that once you take power, it's back to the point of like, are you giving power to someone else to control your time or you're taking power? Once you're taking the first step to take that power back, you are on the way to mental freedom. Yeah, so technology, yes, apps like that, but there's nothing more important than just, you know, our breath and our mind and the first step that you take. I think that's a great way to close the episode. I wanted to quickly thank you uh, for sharing your knowledge, Um, especially you have a very impressive career. And then for the fact that you've, instead of talking about your, you know, your background and your career path, talking about this more important subject on how to achieve this, because this is much more of a mental freedom, like you said, for a lot of people out there who are trying to achieve success, but you need to have that clarity. So how can listeners get connected with you? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I started, um, like, say, I do have an IG, so I do need an Instagram account. <laughs> but it's like, I, it, <laughs> but it's just, um, I start, I'm starting that, like, try to connect with more people. But uh, uh, my IG account is uh, heartcentered.boss, B-O-S-S. And um, yeah, feel free to DM me. I have like um, I like I mentioned, like I like I you know coach people as well. So if people feel stuck, right, definitely can also um, DM me. We can have um, um you know chat and see how I might or might not be able to help, right? But you know at least you know like you know have um take the step to find help if you get stuck. Right. And and talk to people. It doesn't have to be a coach, but it can be your support system, you know, like your wife, your your, your husband, your family, your dog. Like talking to the dog actually is also a really because they listen. They listen very well. They listen really well, I agree. <laughs> right. So any support system, but uh, but it's the important to start taking responsibility, don't say and not like bring the world is giving me this. I know I can change myself. So yeah, so contact me like through IG. Uh, that's the best way. Um, and and yeah, I I love to hear more of your story. Uh, I'm starting to work out like because I want to collect a lot of questions that um, uh, people like a live situation where I'll be able to have like a bite sound um, answer. So I will be uh, uh, giving answer for those questions. So feel free to um, uh, DM me with all your questions and I will you know, spend my time to answering those. That's awesome. Yeah, hopefully all our listeners can also reach out to you. And speaking of listeners, thanks for tuning in today. Let us know in the comments below, do you have any other strategies on how you cope with stress? If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you leave us a review on where you listen to your podcast. And don't forget to share this episode on social media. Just don't forget to tag us on at dapper.dollars on Instagram and TikTok. Now, if you want more gems like this, make sure you head over to dapperdollars.com. Scroll down to our blog to access our show notes from this podcast. And last but not least, don't forget to look good, feel good, and do good. See you at the next episode. Bye, y'all. Thank you. Three, two, one.